Welcome back to another edition of Better Baseball. Had an off day yesterday, you know? It, you you got to have an off day every once in a while. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that, that that first week of the season, there's always that opening day, and then the exactly. off day, and, then, exactly. and you continue. And it also helps that we were 7-0 uh, and in our picks on Friday, or Monday, oh, yeah. by the way. And then uh, yesterday, we just decided to, that we were rolling high. You know what? Let's not even mess with it. Let's yeah, just take let's, the day off. Let's just let's take the day off. And... We're on top. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You know, I, I'm surprised we're even doing another episode entirely of Better Baseball. We, we should have just, just ended. R- we should have right ended on yeah. top. Yeah, like, why look, not? We were perfect. There's no more reason to continue on this. Yeah, exactly. Yerman Mercedes, like he should have retired after eight for eight right on the yeah. spot. Like why continue? Why go further? There's no need right. to. You're eight for eight. You bat a thousand for your career. You're just rolling the, the dice seat. for no reason. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but this is another edition of Better Baseball. WindailySports.com. WindailySports.com slash chat is where you can check the chat for all of your DFS and betting needs as well. But uh Yesterday, I want to go back to some of those games because obviously mm-hmm. it leads into what we're going to be talking about and things uh, that we're going to be talking about today. But yesterday, um, a couple things. Mets lineup woke up yep. against the, the Phillies bullpen finally collapsed mm-hmm. uh, the way we we kind of you know thought last season. Uh, yeah. The Reds are mashing the ball and so are the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this is uh, this is getting into impressive territory again for the White Sox. Um, yeah. mostly against left-handed pitching though. That's what it's a specific kind of moment where you're betting the white Sox. It's mm-hmm. left-handed pitching. You bet them blindly. Uh, they just seem yeah. to hit left-handed pitching. Well, and it makes sense because of their, their right-handed bats are just so mm-hmm. good. I mean, they're, they're good up and down the lineup. Like there's no, yeah. you know, you're not going to have an easy out in that lineup. And when you're playing teams like what Oakland and Seattle and, those types of teams, I mean, that's prime spot oh, for yeah. Chicago to just go off. Yes, it is. And they went off. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's and the Reds finally, uh, I think, now, are we just betting them again? Like, what are we, what are we doing here? Against Reds going Pittsburgh, up against I would bet Ch- them every Pittsburgh Chad game. Cole, I mean, the team total has been going over the past two games in the series. Mm-hmm. And I think, are we just betting it again? I will get into it a little bit more, but sure. it just seems like the Reds have been hitting so well and the Pirates pitching just can't keep up with it. I mean, look, Chad Cool will probably be better than yesterday, oh, yeah. but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I like, I don't like the Pirates pitching head to bot, you know, top to bottom. So they they might have a good few first innings, but I, I feel like the Reds are going to beat them up again. You know, I mean, Tyler Naquin with what, seven RBI yesterday, two home runs. Yeah. I mean, that first home run, I mean, like I had the game on in the background. That first home run, I like turned around immediately like my head whipped around and like whoa so you know it's just they're just having a field day and and they should and their batters are you know Naquin was really good with the Indians prior and Castellanos was good you know has been good and you know they they got some nice they got some nice pop and if you got pitching like Pittsburgh has you can take advantage of those opportunities and and really Really drive the ball. All right. So windailysports.com, windailysports.com slash check it all of your DFS. We already have aces and bases up, DFS picks and pivots, starting rotation. Oh, and by the way, it's the Masters this week. We have Masters content for you. 
I feel like every time there's golf content, I have to whisper it or else they'll hear me. Uh, but we have Major League Baseball games today. and Let's get straight into that. A couple of interesting pitching matchups. And again, I, I think one thing I want to highlight is especially this Braves game, just real quick. Mm -hmm. um, just just stay away from them for now. Like this is they're they're obviously off to not a great start. And uh, I, I think if anything, I would bet this first game, Max Reed is a great pitcher. And you know what? It's really hard because I think are they doing the seven inning games again? Uh, I can I can't remember what the rules are for this season uh, because I know they they shortened it for the sixty game season. Uh, and I know they kept a few things, but strikeouts over five and a half. Uh, I can expect that from Max Fried. He did very well against the Phillies, and the Phillies are a strikeout team, apparently. So uh, we'll be getting to that in terms of strikeouts. Uh, but this is probably the only game you would bet the the Braves, and and they would likely win it. But I don't know if I trust them, especially at this money line, even with Max Fried, that they end up winning this game. It's just they there's something wrong with that bullpen. Uh, it's just they're they're in a funk, basically. Not mm -hmm. saying that you should be concerned about the Braves whatsoever, but they're in a funk. Yeah, I mean, long term, I'm not concerned about the Braves, but in the moment, right? I mean, their offense woke up yesterday, so you know they got some runs across the plate, and they seem to hit Scherzer pretty well, and you know, they 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 got going a little bit. You know, they got the offense got into a flow. Um, I'm not concerned about Max Fried. I think he'll have a he'll have a a pretty good day. You know, the day you would expect Max Fried to have against a lineup like the Nationals. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, something is missing from, from their total package. And, I mean, they're going to figure it out one of these days. And when they do, that's going to be like a sleeping giant waking up. Yeah, and, the, hard, the hard part is just continuing to bet it as if, like, it's got to happen right. soon. I don't know. I think we're in the part now where I would, happening soon, just wait for it to happen and then, yeah. you know, go from there. Yeah. This is, this is one of those things where seeing is believing. Yes. I won't. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I'm not really going to go out of my way to bet the Braves if there's better bets on the table. Um, so yeah, I mean, until the Braves do it, you know, opposite of the stock market, I'm not going to jump all in on the Braves now because they're down. I'm going to wait till they go over that hill. Yeah, and I just looking at this slate for today, we have a lot of big money lines, a bunch of mismatches. And this is where, you know, first game of the season, first, you know, opening day of the season, it's ace against ace, but now we're starting to see aces against back end of the rotation guys or middle rotation guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, you're not getting uh those I, I guess ace ace matchups. And so you're seeing huge money lines for today, which I mean for starting pitchers. By the way, go and find out on windailysports.com starting pitchers uh, from Adam uh, Strangest. I mean, find an ace that you like and put him in. But uh, in terms of betting on this slate, it's going to get very tough. But I'll start with this one. And this is a, a little bit uh, of an afternoon game, actually, four o'clock here. San Francisco Giants against the Padres. Mm -hmm. uh, you like this one. Blake Snell on the mound for the Padres. This series has been close in general. And the Giants have always, I, I should probably bet against them more, but mm -hmm. they always scare me just with the fact that their lineup is just un underrated and just continues to hit well. Now, they didn't hit yesterday. You Darvis actually pitched very well against them, mm -hmm. but there's always that potential for them to, to blow it open uh, or to score six, seven runs, and that kind of scares me a lot. But uh, something about this game that you do like? Yeah, I mean, it is Blake Snell 
against the Giants lineup. And I mean, yes, the Giants are kind of underrated, but they really haven't shown yeah. too much so far this year. And they played Seattle in that opening series. And if you're not showing stuff against a team like Seattle, I mean, <laughs> you, you, you aren't as good as underrated might label you as, yeah. you know, like, so I think if Blake Snell has his command, he should be beyond fine. He should, you know, have a Blake Snell type of day. Um, you know, he pitched well against Arizona, even though he didn't have the best of Blake Snell outings. He only went 4.2 innings, but he had eight strikeouts. And Arizona is on par, maybe a little better than the Giants lineup. I mean, yeah. I see some I see some better pieces in the Arizona lineup than I see in the Giants lineup. So yeah. the fact that he only went 4.2 and had a so-so Blake Snell day against a team like Arizona, I think he can correct the ship, get his control under command, and be able to handle the giant the Giants lineup. Um, yeah. Now, what you might not have realized is that Kevin Gosman pitched a good game, you know, when he started. So now again, that was against Seattle, but I mean. He went 6.2 innings. He had six Ks, only four base runners. I mean, he pitched very well. And when you take into account that Tatis isn't in the lineup for San Diego for the foreseeable future, I mean, you might want to, you know, not go all in on the Padres because. Yeah, and that's where it, I, I have a tough time know, going all in on the Padres. And again, like this is. It's it's tough because the Giants they've been okay hitting this season and it's mm -hmm. not been overly great. But again, the, the the underlying numbers show you that the the Giants not the underlying but like the Woba and uh, runs created yeah. plus like those numbers are in the top ten again. Like Giants are mm -hmm. tenth against left-handed pitching. Uh, yeah. Giants are seventh against uh, left-handed pitching and, and runs created plus. Uh, mm -hmm. They do strike out. They're in the top ten in strikeouts against left-handed pitching, but. Uh, it's it's again it's the fact that there is the potential there for them to kind of blow this game up. Now I wish mm -hmm. I Blake Snell was getting a little bit more of the ace value on the market, and this was a mm -hmm. minus one hundred and eighty game, and you can get the Giants at plus one thirty five, plus one forty. Um, but you know, I, I think this is one where I would maybe take my chances on the Giants. I don't know if I overly like this game too much, just because the Padres. I haven't seen much from the Padres either, and and that's. No, that's I mean, where I cut, and they're missing Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, yeah. now because he has a shoulder injury. Luckily, mm -hmm. no surgery. Thank God, right. uh, it's nothing serious. But yeah. th that's where I get a little concerned about this one mm -hmm. because it's yeah. you're 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 paying up for a premium price minus one fifty seven. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if I'm getting premium talent or team in the podcast. No, you're not. No, you're not because I mean, like I was watching that game when Tatis injured himself on the strikeout, and you know, shortly thereafter the the broadcast put up a graphic. It's like, here's how the Padres stack up with Tatis in the lineup. And they're like top of the league. And then here's how they stacked up during Tatis's time oh. without Tatis in the lineup. And they're like bottom of the league. So, <laughs> so, you know, like, I mean, yesterday he showed it too. I mean, only yeah. three runs and it was a very, it was a tough three runs. It was a tough three runs. I, I yeah. do like the talent that they still have in the lineup. I think they can grind out a win. So I'm not like, you know, totally jumping on the Giants either. Right. I'm not what you're trying to say. I'm not running over to the Giants. I'm not, 
really jumping off the Padres bandwagon. I, I think they can grind out the win, but it's not going to be like your stereotypical, you know, fun Padres romp that no. we want or that we've experienced <laughs> in the previous year. No, I don't think it will be. And uh, that's a game that kind of scares me a bit. Again, uh, maybe it's just me and I, I, I see things I like about that Giants lineup. And it, I, it, I, it, it really comes down to Snell's command. If he yeah, has his command and he's throwing his pitches the way he should, um, I don't know that the Giants will be that much of a problem. But if he doesn't, if he's a little loose on his command and he's missing a spot here or there, I mean, the Giants have some power. They can jump on. They can jump on mistakes. Now, of course, the Cleveland Indians taking on the Royals. And, uh, of course, when Shane Bieber's on the mound, that means he's going to get that ace value on the market, mm -hmm. minus 200 against the Kansas City Royals. Thing is, though, Cleveland isn't really that good. And uh, they they have lineup issues. I mean, this is mm -hmm. it's getting to the territory where uh, it's almost like with Jacob DeGrom the past couple of seasons with the Mets, where if he's allowing one or two runs, Buddy, I'm sorry, you're probably going to lose that game. Right. Uh, and th that's the territory we're getting into. They mm -hmm. finally had nine runs against Detroit, uh, but then were shut out against the Royals, only two runs against the Tigers in their first two games each uh, mm -hmm. of the season. So th this lineup's hard to hard to trust. And am I taking my chance at plus 170 on the Royals? It, this is getting to territory where all they need is maybe one or two runs, mm -hmm. and especially the first five innings. Like I think they could end up maybe winning the first five innings yep. uh, with just a one-run, two-run ball game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like the Royals in this matchup overall. Um, you know, like in the game against Detroit with Shane Bieber, he got roughed up a little early. It was snowing. He gave up a couple early runs. Um, and but then he was shut down, you know, like he manhandled the Tigers lineup like after that second inning, you know, so he had like 12 strikeouts, six innings, whatnot. Um, but yeah, you're right. The, the Indians lineup isn't going to necessarily give him run support. So he has to be like, I six, mean, it is. Like Jacob yeah. Judas, I'm not going to pretend is is some kind of great no. pitcher, but no. it's just it, uh, yeah. But is it the thing is the the Cleveland lineup so bad that you know I even expect Judas to maybe go, you know, a few innings and, and pitch pretty well. Like it's it's that bad I think in Cleveland. It is that bad. It is absolutely that bad. Um, you know, like Judas has pitched two innings so far in, in relief appearances against the Rangers in that first series. Yeah. You know, he has ten strikeouts and. Seven innings against the Rangers or whatever he did. Like it was very good numbers against, you know, the I mean, clearly he doesn't have whatever. Uh <laughs> sorry, I, I miss I misread a stat. Um no, he has zero awful. earned runs and three strikeouts and two innings yeah. against the Rangers earlier this season so far. Yeah, you the, know? the two appearances so, he's had, it's been has been good. Yeah. So I think he can do that for a handful of innings against a, a lineup like the Indians. I, I'm not scared of the Indians lineup. Um, Junis in spring, what I was trying to say in spring, he had 10 strikeouts in seven innings, one earned run. So he pitched very well in the spring. He had two shutdown innings against the Rangers in individual games um, earlier in the first series. So, you know, I don't think Junis is going to be a problem. Um, he's going to pitch well. The Indians lineup is, basically non-existent so i wouldn't be i wouldn't be concerned um 
you know, with the Royals defense, you know, it's all about, can the Royals offense get runs off of Bieber? And I think they can, I mean, they can definitely get enough runs off of right as we're we're not we're not asking like we're not asking a lot out of this royals lineup give us a few runs give us three runs maybe and that might be good enough to end up beating the cleveland indians uh Mm and and i think so far and bieber is getting of course he he was cy young last year so Mm -hmm. he's going to get that kind of attention and so you're going to see those money lines balloon up but i mean Mm -hmm. look at max scherzer's numbers uh against this spread or or straight up you know, look mm-hmm. at Jacob Degrom straight up numbers. Yeah, uh, like it's it's not good. Those guys don't win most of the time because you know their teams don't really help them out. Right. I think the the Degrom comparison here really mm-hmm. works well with Bieber and this lineup for Cleveland, and yes. that means to me, if I get a plus one seventy money line for their opponent, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to take that. Yeah, like that that sounds fine to me. Yeah, no, I would I would definitely take that. Um, you know, like the only. The only thing a question is, is like, you know, if, if you're relying on Jorge Soler and, and Salvador Perez and, and, you know, those types of guys, like they have high whiff rates. So if you got a guy like Bieber on his game, they're going to swing and miss a lot. Right. And, you know, Bieber can get some extra outs. This is where um, you hope Whit Merrifield can end up getting him yeah. a, a couple well, of runs. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. If, if, if Whit Merrifield can stay hot and, and the rest of the Royals offense can yeah. build off of whatever momentum they can get, so a few hits here, a few hits there, you know, they can they can get one run, two runs, whatever, a few runs in. That should be plenty to to handle the Indians. Yeah, one matchup I'm going to look at as well, Toronto and Texas, mm-hmm. uh, high engine Rio against Kyle Gibson. Again, y- you don't bet these money lines way too often. So it's not something where I- I'm going to be really just like eager to bet on the Toronto Blue Jays. But what I mm-hmm. might be eager on is just to go to that team total against Kyle Gibson right away and just mm-hmm. see what that is. Uh, it's a little bit of juice on there, but uh, what do you expect in, in this matchup? And the Rangers over three and a half is plus 116. Now, high engine Ryu is good, uh, but mm-hmm. I th- like we've seen with Texas, they are able to get runs on the board. They scored seven in the last game. Uh, you yeah. know, maybe they can get Ryu out in the fifth, sixth inning and, and score a couple. Uh, but mm-hmm. wh- what do you think of this matchup? I'm, it's tough to bet money line, but I, I think when it's tough to bet money line, something easy like a team totals is is easy to go to. Yeah, I mean, well, look, with Kyle Gibson starting, I think the uh, the Blue Jays lineup should have a, a good first inning at least. Um, <laughs> you know, like, uh, he has. Uh, well, let's let's just see this through one game this season, point one innings. He has allowed uh-huh. five earned. Um, yes. In in point, wait, he only went point one, uh, so yes. a third of an inning, he had, and he an had ERA five, of one thirty five. <laughs> he had he had five earned runs, three walks, four hits. And and that's without home runs, you know, like he gave up five earned runs without giving up home runs. Like they were, he was getting hit and they were moving the ball. I mean, he walked, he walked three guys. Like you can't walk the bases loaded and then pitch the way he pitched, you know, like yeah. you, you just can't give the other team those types of base runners. So I, I mean, I would hope, he pitches better today than he did in that first outing, but, but if he's well enough to, to hold the Blue Jays under the four and a half, I think over four and a half seems like a very attainable number for the Blue Jays. In this yeah, game. no, I, I think, I think over his look, the Rangers pitching is bad overall. And the Blue Jays offense is considerably better than 
the Royals, I would say, you know, considerably better than what the, the Rangers pitching has faced so far. So, you know, even in the first couple games, they had what, five runs or so yesterday or four runs yesterday. They had a handful of runs. Did they play a, this is the second game of the series? Um, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. No, first so, game, uh, the the Rangers ended up winning yesterday. I think 7-4, yeah, yeah. to four, uh, something right. around that. Right. Rangers won 7-4 yesterday. But still, like, the Blue Jays had their hits. Um, yeah. Kyle Gibson isn't good. No. He had bad matchups. He he just has bad matchups against the Blue Jays. Like, you know, Lourdes Goriel has great ISO numbers against the pitches that Kyle Gibson is throwing. So he can hit him. Ideally, he can hit him. Um, you know, Bo, Bo Bichette had two home runs yesterday, so he woke up. He's getting the juices flowing. Um, you know, if, if Kyle Gibson is even remotely close to what he did in that first game, the Blue Jays should have a great day. And yeah. it's just a matter of how quickly are they going to get that bullpen into the game. And even if they get that bullpen into the game early, like that's not considerably better from the Rangers' perspective. So, um, yes, it is apparently a five-man Blue Jay stack kind of day, according yeah. to Brian. And, of course, the numbers do back that up. Bottom five mm-hmm. in all of baseball in hard contact rate allowed and home runs per nine allowed in 2020. Uh, those yeah. were in, in 12 starts last season. So, obviously, mm-hmm. the guy has been getting smacked. And, of yes. course, uh, guess guess what team can do that pretty well? I think the Toronto Blue Jays. <laughs> the Blue Jays can smack them pretty good, right? And I think that's where it, you know, if if we're stacking teams, that basically means I, I think we're taking team totals. So mm-hmm. if I hear Brian stacking a team at DFS, which obviously you know I I, I go off of of my own kind of I, I like the matchup kind of thing, but if Brian's saying five man stack, that tells me I think immediately right away just take the team total over. Uh, it, mm-hmm. That's going to be the play. Uh, so that's what we're going to do here. We're going to take the team total over four and a half. This one, this one gets interesting. And this is a game that um, I don't know if I was really uh, clamoring to talk about, but then I see the pitching matchup and the way the Brewers played last night. They actually hit pretty well. And I know Al Zule, um, he's was borderline to be in the, the starting rotation this year and on the major league roster, uh, but he had strikeout stuff. And I thought the Brewers did pretty well against him. I don't know if it's enough to wake them up and Kyle Hendricks didn't really have and get off to a great start. But I think what I want to take maybe first five here is Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns. Those guys have the stuff. And if they're on the mound, I'm okay with taking them, uh, you know, first five innings or, uh, you know, whenever the player props come out, checking their strikeout totals. Uh, These guys are turning into ace type material. Yeah. Um, Look, the the Cubs lineup hasn't shown up yet to really merit any concern as to yep. what Woodruff is going to be throwing today. Um, you know, Kyle Hendricks in that opening day start against the Pirates, he walked everybody every inning. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, it was insane how many walks the Pirates racked up that first game of the season. Like, the, but but the Cubs were sloppy all across the board that opening day. So, you know, it's kind of hard to, to really gauge. I, I think Hendricks will be a lot better than he was that first game. Yeah. I think the Cubs across the board will play a lot crisper than they did in, in that first game against the Pirates. So, you know, can they get hits on Woodruff? I mean, it's it's capable. They're, they, they can do it. But I, I really like Woodruff's stuff, and I think 
I think the way that the Cubs are performing right now, I mean, I think Woodruff can get a nice handle on them and, and have a good day. Yeah, and I think if you see it and go to the starting rotations article here, windailysports.com, uh, Adam, getting you ready for the today's DFS slate and getting you some starting pitchers. One of them, Brandon Woodruff. Uh, Cubs ranks versus pitch types this season. They're 18th against the fastball, 14th against the changeup, and 18th against the slider. Uh, Woodruff has a fastball, changeup, and a slider that he uses primarily. So obviously the kind of pitches that the Cubs have been struggling with. Brandon Woodruff was tremendous in his first start. Hey, you know what? If you're worried about the amount of runs that the Brewers will give you, because I'm not going to pretend that the Brewers lineup has been mashing this season. It's still a bit of a rough start. I've not seen what I've wanted to see from Hiura or Christian Yelich. You know, mm-hmm. I think I need to see a little bit more for me to really get excited about the Brewers again. But I've seen enough from Woodruff that I think he can shut them down for basically five innings, and that should be yeah. no problem for Brandon Woodruff. Am I betting on uh, the Brewers to win this game? You know, Yes, I probably would because their bullpen still is good, but I at least want to take the Woodruff route here and just take his uh, take them first five money line. And whatever the strikeout prop is, whenever that comes out, I would honestly just take the over. Uh, we're, we're getting into second starts now for a lot of guys, and so they're going to be going deeper in the game. So I expect those strikeout props. It's been a little bit tough just trying to figure out you know, if a guy's going to stay in long, uh, whether or not he's going to be out in four or five innings, what his pitch count, pitch count is. but. Uh, I think it's going to be fine enough for Woodruff to get his over on the strikeout prop. Um, This game, though. Oh, this game. Oh, and you know what? This isn't even, I guess it's because you're getting the the uh, on the road kind of Ooh. value here. Minus 165 seems a little bit low for Trevor Bauer, who's going up against the Athletics, who are, I mean, we talked about how bad Cleveland is in their lineup. Mm-hmm. Like, I bet the Athletics yesterday, just a shot in the dark. Like, first yeah. five, they're taking on Kershaw, who struggled, and even mm-hmm. struggled in spring training. I'm like, you know what? Kershaw's kind of figuring things out. Just I'll throw the dart. If they get a few runs and end up winning the first five, I'll take it. Um, they stunk. I mean, they scored one run in the first inning, and that's it. Uh, this is this is the bad place. This is not very good for Oakland. Mm-hmm. Now they're taking on Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer, looking Colorado, was great for the first uh, five, six innings, and yep. then it completely imploded. But that's probably what happens when you go a little bit too deep into Colorado. Uh, but yeah. this one, I mean, minus 165, it's not I, – I usually would hate betting it, but it's not too bad of a bet, I would say, here. You're, you're obviously putting a lot of juice on it, but, I mean, Trevor Bauer should mow through this lineup. Yeah, I mean, he had six no-hit innings against Colorado in his start. Right. So, <clears throat> you know, I, I he might actually just have the no-hitter today. Like, Oh, man, you're not- getting – and you're getting a little bit of a instead of minus one sixty seven, you can just get Dodgers minus one fifty seven in the first five. If you're yeah. worried about the the sixth seventh inning again for Bauer, I mean, there you go. That's that's it. I, they should they should win the first five easily. I'm not concerned about the sixth seventh. Like if he goes an inning too long, I'm not concerned <laughs> for Trevor Bauer against Oakland. No. Um, you know, like I mean, like even Kershaw yesterday, he had a rough first inning. You know, they were hitting the ball well. They got a run across the board, but then he shut them down the next what five plus um so that's you know colorado has some pop and they were at home they they seem to wake up right. at second it's half eventually of the game. colorado gets to you just that right. stadium and, and right i mean like but if you look at colorado it seemed like almost every game that first series that you know come sixth seventh inning or whatever 
they exploded and had a handful of runs. So, you know, it, it wasn't great to see Bauer lose that no hitter in, in that fashion with all the home runs and, and yeah. the runs and stuff. But Oakland's not going to do that. No, <laughs> Oakland no against, against right-handed um, pitching. Oakland yeah. is bottom of the league in, uh, run, in, in WOBA and runs created. Plus they are uh, just above the Braves. The Braves have been horrible against right-handed mm-hmm. pitching this season. Yeah. That probably, probably didn't help that they went up against three very good ones in Nola, Eflin and Wheeler to start the season. Mm-hmm. But uh, in terms of against right-handed pitching, they're bottom of the league in basically everything. Uh, yep. I, I expect, I mean, Trevor Bauer, are we also taking strikeout prop over no matter what that number is? I'm sure it's going to be a little bit high because of the fact that, you know, it's it's Trevor Bauer against this lineup. Like, it's going to be a high number. Uh, yeah. But I think they, they should win that. I mean, he had 10 strikeouts in 6.1 innings against Colorado in that, in that no-hit six innings. So, yeah, I, I would imagine if you're going to – whatever the number would be, if it's reason – you know, if it's – 10-ish, 12-ish, whatever. I would I would take that. Um Yeah, and and I don't know how much I, yeah. yeah. And I don't know how much I recommend a spread in the first 5 innings. I mean, mm-hmm. it's one and a half, but I uh, I mean, Jesus Lazardo also didn't look didn't look great. Right. Uh he, Yeah. Should, should they have about a 2-3 run lead by the 5th inning? I mean, that's that's what I'm looking at here. Uh, it's hey, this is a plus money. You're trying to find plus money value mm-hmm. out of the Dodgers. If you want to be safe, win a bet. First five innings, money line, just take it at minus one fifty seven. I actually don't think you're paying that high of a price. Uh, yeah. But the spread here, that's where you can get some plus money, and that's where things get a little bit interesting. I mean, I could definitely see the potential for them to to get some early runs. I mean, that's not out of the question. I mean, look. The Dodgers woke up yesterday even more so than what they had previously. Yeah. You know, Mookie Betts got his first home run of the season. Max Muncy got his first home run of the season. Um, yeah, Edwin Rios got his first home run of the, the season. You know, they're playing in Oakland. They got the DH, so you don't have Trevor Bauer hitting. Um, their lineup is dangerous across, you know, all nine hitters. Yeah. So, and they didn't even have Bellinger in yesterday. So, mm-hmm. like, can they? beat up on Lazardo? Yeah, it's definitely possible. Depends on how good he is. I mean, everybody says he shows flashes of being phenomenal, got, but yeah, he's got the arm talent basically. Yeah. yeah. He has the arm he, talent for it. It's it's there, but I haven't seen it consistently enough to to go in on Lazardo. So, you know, when I when I look at this matchup, I'm like, yeah, the Dodgers are going to hit him and it's up to the A's defense to prevent them from scoring. So I, I think the the Dodgers can put up a bunch of runs early in this game and they shouldn't have to really be concerned. Yeah, no, I don't think they should. And so again, I, I think the way we're playing this here on better baseball, when daily sports.com, when sports.com slash chat is we can join the discord and go over all of this stuff with our betting experts, DFS experts on the chat. Uh, the Dodgers money line first five innings the safest play I think on this. Uh, they should have a lead. Trevor Bauer should be cruising through this game by then, and at least a couple of runs on Lazardo. If you want to get the plus money in this game, I think you take the first five spread and think the Dodgers. Hey, look, if anything, I could see him up to nothing. Like it, I'm not. I, I guess what I'm expecting here, or what I'm trying to get out of the Dodgers, 
is just a couple of runs in this game, mm -hmm. and Trevor Bauer will do the rest. He should shut them out basically through five innings, and then you know sixth, seventh inning if it happens again where he allows a few runs, then so be it. But mm -hmm. I think the Dodgers here on the spread. Uh, that offense is good enough where you could probably get more than a couple of runs against Lizardo in the first five, and you expect Trevor Bauer to be so good. I'm going to take the plus money there. Uh, I think it's it's good enough uh, money, and it's a good enough matchup where it actually it warrants it a little bit, and if you want to get that if return on your investment, that is the way uh, to do it. And, of course, do you need to put Trevor Bauer in your lineup? What about Brandon Woodruff? Uh, check out the starting row pitchers article from Addis, and then also MLB, DFS Picks and Pivots. All of it can be found at windailysports.com. All right, last matchup that we are going to go over today. And this one, uh, it's a it's a sort of interesting one. First of all, this this team has been uh, hitting pretty well as of late. The times are killing me because I'm not used to all these afternoon <laughs> games. Uh, but we have the Twins against the Tigers. Mm -hmm. Kenta Maeda on the mound against Matthew Boyd. Uh, all I know is... I don't know if he can do it three days in a row, but maybe Nelly Cruz with another home run. He has been on fire. Uh, but what mm -hmm. about this matchup? Maeda is getting, obviously, because he's also facing the Tigers, but mm -hmm. he's probably their best pitcher as well. Uh, so this seems to be a good spot for the Twins. But where are you going in this? Is it team total anything uh, to help you bet this one? Well, I mean, I love Maeda in this matchup against the Tigers lineup. Yeah. I mean, there's... Even if Akil Badu continues his hot streak for the Tigers, I'm I'm not scared of the Tigers lineup. Um, you know, I think Maeda should be able to cruise in this game. I mean, like even in the in his first start, I mean, he still struggled with his slider and and wasn't phenomenal, but he still went four plus and had five strikeouts. I mean, he should be able to get his control down and have his command and and work the Tigers lineup pretty much top to bottom. Um, I mean, there's a few spots where you may get hit up a little bit, but th there's not a consistent threat with the, with the Tigers. So, you know, Maeda should have a, should have a very nice routine Kenta Maeda, strong, solid outing and be able to cruise for the most part. Um, you know, the things I, I'm looking at are, are the, the twins offense, like, you know, I think Nelson Cruz can continue his home run streak. I mean, there was, well, I mean, like there was a, you know, you know play let's take a shot. In, let's take a shot in the dark with it. Let's get another Nelly Cruz yeah. home run in there. Yeah. I, I, I like what Nelly has been doing. I mean, he's, he's, you know, three for five yesterday. He's seven for 13 overall, three home runs, seven RBI. Like even there was one at bat where he hit a foul ball down the line it almost looked like a home run and they said and he was like was that a home run nobody knew and they like took forever to review it then the next pitch he hit a home run so you know he should be able to, to continue making solid contact and and crushing the ball out of Comerica um you know there's also Byron Buxton I mean he pinch hit yesterday but like you know he's been smashing the ball too and and he has three home runs over these first handful of games. I mean, you know, yesterday or so he, he had a 451 foot home run. I mean, like, you know, maybe Matthew Boyd holds them down a little bit at the beginning, but I mean, I don't expect long, him to do it for a long, yeah. For no, long. I mean, in the yeah. long run, I think the twins will be up there, you know, mashing the tigers pitching <clears throat> left and right. And yeah. And I mean, they, they should have a nice 
<clears throat> they should have a you know they should have a nice win. Um, you know, yesterday they kind of got tied up and and went into extras, and Badu had the walk off hit, but. You know, I, I don't see the Tigers being a, a consistent threat to Minnesota for, you know, a game with Kenta Maeda pitching. Yeah. Uh, all right. So here's what we're going with. Here's our board for today. Um, Max Freed, I think even though it is seven innings, five and a half strikeouts over for seven innings, I think I think we're going to take that. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so and, and look, uh, I thought. You know, the, the Washington Nationals bats looked good, but I think uh, Max Freed is going to get over on the strikeouts props there. And finally, Braves get a win. Finally, right? <laughs> I mean, it's seven innings. So, yeah. I would, I you would, think I mean, seven innings you know, shutout for Max you know, Freed? After, yeah. Well, like after seven innings yesterday, could they have gotten the win? I mean, you know, Nationals had to walk it off. So, yeah. Uh, so we'll take we'll take Max Freed over. I think the Royals on the money line plus 170. That's our kind of uh, our big money line dog play here. It happens in Major League Baseball. That's what we try and find. We try and find the big money line dogs because it happens almost every single day on every single slate for Major League Baseball. You're going to get one of these. I think the best spot for it is the Royals. You're getting a huge, huge price on Shane Bieber, but I don't think it kind of warrants it with the way Cleveland has been hitting. So we're going to take plus 170 in the Royals over four and a half for the Blue Jays. And if you're on DFS, I mean, we are recommending windailysports.com to stack about five Blue Jays in your lineups against Kyle Gibson. Milwaukee Brewers, we're taking him on the first five against the Cubs. That is basically just putting all of our trust in Brandon Woodruff. And here with the Dodgers, the safe play, minus 157 on the money line for the first five innings. But when I take that out, it'll give you the price, plus 165 on the spread in the first five innings for the Dodgers. And that's uh, that's actually gone down, as you see there on the arrow. So apparently that seems to be a pretty popular play, and I think that's one I like. Uh, Nelson Cruz, plus 300 at home run. Why not? Try it out. See if it happens. Uh, over four and a half, though, for the Twins. We like the matchup against Matthew Boyd. And I think maybe the WindailySports.com guys do as well, which, by the way, WindailySports.com is where you can check out their plays. All right, Brian, it's been uh, a great day. An interesting slate today. Uh, of really, it, It's a lot of interesting yeah. pitching matchups, and I think we can we could probably look at a few and take advantage of it either with the team totals or like we're doing with the Royals and take advantage of what could be a, a too high of a price for a guy like Shane Bieber uh, with Cleveland right. not playing so well. So it's been an interesting it's an interesting slate. It's, it's an interesting day. I mean, one thing that we didn't talk about in the in the Blue Jays game is, you know, Hunjin Ryu hasn't pitched against the Rangers in his career. I think only two members of the Rangers lineup. So unpredictability has, now, they don't know kind of yeah, what's, what's I mean, going. Well, I mean, yeah. I, look, I, I, I still predict Ryu to, to be his usual shutdown Cy Young right, caliber yeah. stuff. I mean, that that's, shouldn't be the concern. But, you know, we don't know how he pitches against Gallo. We don't know how he pitches against Kiner Falefa. You know, like the only two players he's pitched against is Culberson and, and David Dahl. You know, like, so... It's kind of a question mark. I don't think it'll be that big of a concern, but yeah, you know, you, you gotta, you know, be a little interested in, in what the Rangers can do against a pitcher that they haven't seen before. Right. And, oh, you know, that the pitchers haven't seen him, you know, either. Um, and, and remember, 
most of these games today are afternoon games in their, in their I know it's, th- it's throwing me off. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 you know, I was looking at my schedule for, for work and I was like, games start at noon. We have, you, we actually have a game in like less than an hour here, yeah, Brian. We have what? games happening like right now through, you know, there's only two evening games. There's a one at like six 30 Eastern and there's one at like seven or eight or whatever. Man. Like it's, it's crazy. So you know, will that impact people? Will getaway days be, you know, yeah, for any of those teams finishing up a series? Or, you know, like, for you sure. know, Absolutely. certain things like that matter. Like, how well does a team play in the day compared to how well do they play at night? So, you know, it's it's early in the season. We have yet to really see those trends, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Something interesting to consider. Pick. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of afternoon games today, but here is again one quick look at the board that you can be seeing here there. These are our plays for today here on the better baseball podcast. That is it for the better baseball podcast though. My name is John Jansen joined by Brian Sloan at one fan power trip. You can follow him on Twitter. You can follow me at J Jansen 34. Be sure to stay locked in at wind sports on Twitter, wind for all of your baseball needs for today. Good luck. And uh, let's get some winners. How about that? Let's go with another perfect day here. The better baseball podcast.